0: Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Evgeny Malkin, chemistry killer. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. And this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer up daily shots every single day of Steelers and Pirates as well. Penguins 4.0. Ducks won out in Anaheim. And wouldn't you know that one of the more common fears, at least as it gets relayed in various social forums, about what might happen to this team that would derail it from all this success it's enjoyed over these first three months, was put to rest? at least as much as it can be, within a single night. Malkin scores twice. Let me get all these numbers for you. It's amazing. Also had an assist. Jeff Carter on his left wing had a couple of goals, including the first one in the opening minute and the last one into an empty net. And Kasperi Kapanen along the way had a couple of assists. The only member of the Penguins, the only forward on the Penguins to record record, a single point. Who wasn't on that line was Jake Gensel with an assist. A really, really impressive return. And don't think for a second that Gino didn't enjoy it. Nah, uh, I feel awesome. I mean, like, ah, uh, it's long, like, long process for me. Like, it's like longest uh, break in my life. And uh, yeah, of course, I'm glad to be like in a uh, in team. You know, like, and like, of course, like. A little bit nervous before game, like, uh, not perfect game, but like, it's good. Like, we win and like score a couple of goals, like, it's like amazing. Like, I feel so much easier right now. Now, I'd planned to open this episode after watching that game last night, focusing again on how I have some doubts about that line. I'm not crazy about Carter on the left side. Yes, I saw that he scored the opening goal on a shot from the left side. And yes, of course, he can shoot from anywhere. Guy's a 400-plus goal scorer in the NHL. You don't get that by being a one-side shooter. And I also could point out, as I'd mentioned on yesterday's show, that Kapanen did way too much pulling up and spinning inside the attacking blue line. That's never going to fly. That's never going to fly. So while I reserve my right to be pessimistic, about the constitution of that line. And I'm not going to be stubborn about it if they keep doing this. Hey, you know, I'm wrong. I'm also quite comfortable in looking at this smallest of sample sizes for Gino himself, but also augmenting the playoff round against the Islanders last spring and the regular season games that Malkin got in before that, including after he collided in the corner and hurt his knee. He was a very productive, diligent, team-oriented player who didn't want to be the guy who was doing things differently from everyone else. And more than anything, from this one game, and saying again here, it's just one game. He might completely stink in L.A., San Jose, and Las Vegas the rest of this trip. He did quite well in that regard. This was Mike Sullivan afterward.
1: I thought he had a really strong game for us. You know, obviously, you know, we were hopeful that that he'd have an, an immediate impact and uh, to score two goals like he did tonight. Uh, set up an empty netter uh, on on one of Karts's goals was uh, was quite an impact on the game. But you know, I, I think our um, our strength and conditioning guys, our medical team, and uh, Ty Hennis, our skills coach, I think have done a terrific job with Gino behind the scenes uh, for a long time here, getting him ready. and uh, And I think Gino himself has done a terrific job uh, just being committed and trying to get back and. Uh, in as timely a fashion as he could, and uh obviously we're we're reaping the benefits of of his of his impact out there tonight. It can't be overstated
0: how important Malkin remains to this team and to its chances for competing toward another Stanley Cup. Listen the same people who were absurdly suggesting that. Gino was just going to mess everything up the moment he came back. Have also been saying that the window is closed and said that the window was closed even before 2016, 2017, and whatever else. There's always going to be a segment of people who are either fatalistic for the purpose of being fatalistic or just trying to draw attention to themselves. This is one hell of a hockey team okay let's get that part real clear right now this portion of daily shot of penguins is brought to you by the good people at the greater pittsburgh community food bank where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western pennsylvania they in turn need your help find out how one dollar can be turned into five full meals for those in need Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. And within that context of being one hell of a hockey team, superstars, generational talents like Sidney Crosby, like Evgeny Malkin, have an easier time rising up when you need the most. There's just going to be more ice, more opportunity, more power plays. And those of you who stayed up late last night and watched know that Gino got his first goal on a classic right point power play blast. Through whom? Yeah, Sid was there for the screen. Leaped up like an NBA forward to allow the puck to get under him and past Anthony Stolarz. More opportunities, more power plays, less of an impact on the age front. One point that I was making back when it wasn't all that convenient to do so was that Sid and Gino, more than anyone else on this roster, were going to weirdly benefit from all that time they'd missed to open the season. And then on top of that, all that additional wear and tear or outright injuries that they would have or could have sustained. In Beijing this is an optimal scenario my friends across the board this is an optimal scenario those two were out other players stepped up Evan Rodriguez stepped into another solar system and you saw a hockey team a solid hockey team running as deep in forwards as any that I can recall. That's not to suggest that they're the most talented, the most this or that or whatever here. I'm talking about the fact that they're five and a half lines deep. You saw the defensive core come together. You've seen Tristan Jari just go non-stop. We are still talking about his having made it this far into the season with what, one lousy game? The one in D.C., and I don't even know that he was all that bad. I just think the whole team was rotten that day. This is a team that needs maybe another right-handed defenseman and definitely a backup goaltender, but it also needs to win a championship its franchise players, its superstars, its generational talents to perform the way 71 did last night. And it was really nice to witness that right off the bat. When we come back, Just One no Question. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question. That's brought to you always on this program. Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over two hundred bucks. Fubo TV is sixty-five bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT&T SportsNet Pittsburgh. And right now, Fubo TV is offering our listeners of this show a seven-day free trial and fifteen percent off your first month. Just go to fubo.tv.com/dk. fubo.tv.com/dk and today's J1Q comes all the way from Australia. And Murray Ferguson asking, after watching this game, I wonder why big boy Boyle doesn't get a run on the power play first unit as a net front presence. As much as Gensel and Rodriguez are doing a great job, I always wonder what an impact a huge man with a mature understanding of the game could do with that role. Now, this This is what an Aussie would ask. I love this. I'm not questioning your hockey acumen or anything like that, my friend. But one can't help but wonder if you aren't influenced at least a little bit by the brute force of a couple of your more notable sports down under. Boyle is not going to make it onto either power play. Uh, He is good around the net. He does have the big frame. Sullivan believes in a net front presence. He doesn't believe it has to be a big frame. If he ever got one someday, I have no doubt he'd go with it, but it would have to be someone more along the lines of a Drew O'Connor that they would trust to be not just a big guy, but someone who could also pop it in the net. He's much more inclined to put players out there who can do multiple things. For example, if you have a net front guy like a Jake Gensel or the guy who actually was the net front guy in the game you're referencing last night, Sidney Crosby, or one of them, don't forget that was Sid's excellent screen and then leaping out of the way of Geno's shot for the power play goal there. He also, meaning Sullivan, wants players to be able to get out and retrieve the puck. Now, not a lot of people know exactly what that means. Basically, he wants his power play participants to do a lot of the things that Chris Kunitz used to do uh, and do them really, really well. People would wonder, why is Kunitz out there? He's not scoring. He's not doing this. He's not doing that. Kunitz was out there because he was a retrieval guy. As soon as you'd lose the puck or as soon as you'd miss the net... He was great at getting over along the boards and immediately, and I mean like that, turning his retrieval of the puck, his possession, into something positive. Jake's really good at that. Brian Rust is really good at that. Evan Rodriguez is good at that. We all know what Sid is, of course. So if you can sustain that possession in the attacking zone, that... Is seen by the head coach as a greater plus to your power play because you're going to get more chances. You're going to get more time uh, than having, you know, a big dude sticking his butt in the goaltender's face. I'm not going to rule anything out. It's been that kind of season, watching forwards move up and down the lineup. And I'm not going to be one of those people that knocks Boyle just because he's big. It feels like the analytics community is doing that a little bit too. Casually, he's been a positive for this team this season in a lot of different ways. But that also leads me back to what I was getting into in the opening segment, which is, remember all this fussing that we'd done about where will Geno fit in on the power play? Where? How? Well, that's how. You know, he's always been an exceptional power play performer, and for him... To get a goal and to get it like that and to have that be his first goal back was a big boost, I'm sure, for Gino and really for everyone involved in both power play units, the coaches and all concerned. Just a really, really upbeat night for the Pittsburgh Penguins in Southern California. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins, and we will do another one tomorrow.